0: Russia has invaded Ukraine. On this episode of the Root Beer Bar, I will explain what I think is the biggest factor that has contributed to Russia invading Ukraine. That is all coming up here on episode 48 of the Root Beer Bar. The place where we have delicious ice-cold root beer, and thought-provoking conversations, it's the Root Beer Bar, with your host and bartender, Troy Larson. Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Root Beer Bar. I'm your host, Troy Larson, and I'm a bartender here at the Root Beer Bar, and to just to briefly tell you i've just not really been up to doing podcasts for the past a few months um i you know we had the covid news dominated by the covid virus coronavirus and you know to to type the truth i you know it, it was just like i just need a break from podcasting plus i had some stuff going on uh with family stuff nothing um well uh, i lost a couple of relatives so that kind of uh put things in the back burner. but i just think it was more because of the news cycle with the coronavirus because joe biden did try to implement a vaccine mandate for private employers which was thank goodness struck down by the u.s supreme court I mean, so basically employers that had to have, that had a hundred or, or more employees, you either had to get vaccinated or you had to be tested once a week. And that, that, I, I, and I just felt that, you know, I think now is a good time just to just take a break. Cause, and, uh, and of course we had another wave of cases uh, with the Omicron variant and, and some vaccine restrictions were implemented uh, whether it's masking or vaccines, uh, vaccine passports. I know this cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul did that here and other major metropolitan areas did it. But I think a lot of those have been struck. And... What I'm thinking, part of a reason why... See, I think what they did was they waited for cases to, to go down. Then they... So they seem like, I like, like, if you're following the science, and then they basically... Uh, then they basically just... Uh, because of political pressures, they just... Uh, re, they just... Uh, repeal their vaccine uh and masking requirements so i i think i think why that's still via with via political cycle cuz they know the democrats that they're in for a rude awakening come fall 2022 i don't i don't want to speculate too much on how how successful it's going to be i know a lot of the conservative talk show, talk show circuit they think they're gonna have a it'll be a big windfall, and as far as the uh, Republicans, and I think it will be to a, to large extent, but I'm not I'm not gonna say that it's gonna be a landslide either. I, I still think it's gonna. When you look at the US House of Representatives and the US Senate come after the two thousand twenty two elections, it's gonna be a lot closer than what you would think. That's just my prediction. And so I, I I'm not gonna to speculate too much, but 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 now here's the thing I'm wondering. And so so now what I'm finding interesting is that we have a conflict now between Russia and Ukraine. And what I'm wondering is, it could, it just seems to be too much of a coincidence that the coronavirus goes down and now we have this happening with between Ukraine and Russia. And today on this podcast, I want to kind of, touch on it. I'm not going to go into great detail, but if you want to get some expert analysis on this about the historical stuff related to uh, uh, as far as recent uh, events between Russia and uh, Ukraine, I would just look up. There's a professor from the University of Chicago and his name is John Mearsheimer. I believe it's spelled his last name is M E A R S H E I M E R, and normally I don't rely on stuff from the higher education for stuff like this, but I, I think his points are really worth considering when we look at the conflict between Ukraine and Russia from the perspective of two great empires meaning the United States and Russia and and a lot of this has to do with Russia has made it very clear that they don't want Ukraine to join NATO and and they also don't want Ukraine to join the European Union, I don't think, as well. Now you might think, well, how could he say that? You know, isn't Vladimir Putin a dictator? Well, he's a dictator. But but I will you know, I will get into it a little more. And another thing I've noticed too ever since Around the election two thousand twenty, I've gotten back into listening conservative talk show, uh, conservative talks, sh- talk radio, on a regular basis, and a lot of it I think just because they, uh, you know, they were expecting expressing a lot of the things I was thinking about the coronavirus uh, restrictions and whatnot, and. I think that, uh, that was probably one of the reasons why I got into it, and they also were, you know, talking about the, uh, election fraud stuff, and, and my favorite show, talk show host, uh, my favorite talk show host, the, this past 16 months was Mark Levin, and boy, he can really get mad. <laughs> And uh, that was probably one of the reasons why I liked him because I think he was expressing a lot of the stuff I was thinking, and you know, because of the riots in the summer two thousand twenty, because of how Democrats were handling it, that was why I voted for Trump in the, in the fall. Um, that w- and <clears throat> and so and so what I'm getting at is so. Mark Levin has suggested that we need to get involved. I don't think he has an advocated direct involvement between Russia and the Ukraine conflict, but he's suggesting that we get involved by, you know, giving them more military supplies and whatever else. And this is what is this is his excuse for, um, for those that are not in favor of that. He's he's suggesting that they are supporters of communists, which, it's. Which is, you know, it's a bad. It, it's it's not a. I don't think it's the right thing to say, for frankly. See, I think he actually was on the right track last summer with his book, American Marxism. Um, I actually got, I actually ordered it, but to suggest that most of us don't want us involved in the Ukraine Russia uh, conflict. And saying that we are communists, I don't think is right. You know, I will say our involvement should be that we need to come up with a compromise, and I will explain what I think that compromise is going to have to be. So, uh, when we get a little further along here, but briefly, I want to go over a, a few events that led us here. And to start with, and this is the thing that I don't understand. Why did we agree to a nuclear arms treaty back in 1994 called, called the Budapest Memorandum that says that Ukraine had to give up its nuclear arsenal and in exchange Russia will acknowledge the fact that Ukraine is a sovereign country? Why did we do that? That's the thing I don't understand. This this, this thing was actually signed by the U.S., Great Britain, and Russia. And I believe, I'm pretty sure, probably Ukraine would have had to sign it as well. I think we did. U- Ukraine had the second largest nuclear arsenal back then. And... That I don't understand. Why did you, why did you agree to that treaty? Because I wonder where we would be at today if we didn't vote we not for that treaty. You know, Russia would not obviously have not been able to invade uh, Ukraine, and I don't know. It, it's that that's that, that's the first part right there. Now there have been other, now there have been other countries. Such as the uh, Baltic countries fed up joined NATO that surround Russia, but Russia seemed to let, the, let let that go. they didn't you know they didn't like it, but they were willing to let it go. Could it be and i'm and I'm gonna speculate here. I wonder if it's because Ukraine is a much bigger country than some of the other countries. You know, I'm just speculating. And, uh, uh... I think, uh... You know, somewhere in November of 2013, I'm not exactly sure what Obama did, but somehow that, I think, provoked... Putin into taking Crimea in 2014. And so, Crimea, you know, we all know about that, that was uh, annexed from Ukraine. And just say no, there was actually some territory that was given to Ukraine during the Soviet Union era back in 1954. And I think that might have something to do with the fact that the ruler at the time, I can't really remember his name. I think he was from Ukraine. So the Crimea peninsula, that's been that's been colonized by Russia. So that's no longer part of uh, Ukraine. But you also got the Donbas region with the uh, provinces of uh, uh, Donetsk and. Uh, Vunosk or something like that. I don't I can't remember the exact. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Now, Putin has declared those to be independent from uh, Ukraine. So, and I'm going to I'm going to predict that those are going to eventually go to Russia too. those too in the adambus region. So, so that's an our prediction. I see. But the, the, the simple fact of the matter, and, and the reason why, the part of the reason why I think this conflict happened is because last fall they wanted to have, have Ukraine join NATO, but Putin said no. And so this is where we're at now. We have Russia invading Ukraine. President, uh, another thing to note is uh, President Trump gave, gave, gave Ukraine some weapons. Back in 2017, now, Putin didn't uh, do anything then. You know, he could have done it, done something. But but I'm wondering if the fact that President Trump was seen as a a strong leader, that uh, Putin didn't want to do anything then. And I also wonder, too, if the fact that, well, the, the fact of a failed exit from Afghanistan last fall under President Joe Biden, that maybe helped uh, Did uh, Russia decide, okay, we're going to invade Ukraine now. See, I, I just don't think this thing is going to end well for the U.S. Unless we do, and this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do, guys. And I haven't heard this advocated so much. Um, I've I have not listened to very many conservative talk show hosts on your main, on your, you know, like Mark Levin or uh, Larry Elder. Uh, well, I've listened to Mark Levin some, um, but not as much and be. I haven't listened to much at all over the past couple of days. But this is what we need to do, guys. This is this is what we need to do. We're going to make Ukraine a neutral state. Okay? And, but I think the more important thing is they will not be joining NATO. And by the way, NATO is, NATO is, NATO needs to be disbanded. That's that's a simple fact in no the matter. I don't care what you say. It needs to be disbanded. It it never, it was initially like a treaty organization after World War Two, But them they started doing things that were out of the scope of that treaty. So, but that's another story. But the simple fact of the matter, the Soviet, you know, the Cold War between us and the Soviet Union, that's over with. And so NATO should have been disbanded a long time ago. And, the, but I think the other important thing is so if russia so if we so if you so if ukraine doesn't so if we don't have ukraine join NATO, russia needs to recognize it as well and that ukraine's a sovereign country that is what needs to happen and i don't hear a lot of that all i'm hearing is let's get more military weapons to uh ukraine and now I'm hearing Poland's gonna want to wants to give them uh wants to give him a fighter uh some some like a fighter I don't know I I can't remember what but these planes are called but but they're not gonna give them directly to to a Ukraine we want to give them to the yeah, U S uh I think it's there's like a U.S. base out of Germany or something and you know kind of give have us give them to a Ukraine you know you're you're excavating our involvement in this conflict here. And the the Pentagon rightly said said no to that. So I don't... You know what, guys? I think both sides of the aisle, they... I think they know that a direct... Both sides of the aisle, I think they know that a direct involvement with Ukraine is a bad idea. I mean, I don't... And uh, f- frankly, I think we we need to recognize that Russia does not want Ukraine to join NATO. Putin, Putin has made it very clear. I don't know how true these rumors are, but he wants to uh, bring back the old Soviet Union. You know, it could be for propaganda purposes in the media, but if they're quoting him like that, I don't know. I haven't really looked into that so much. All I'm saying is that we need to what we need to start looking at what what needs to be done about this and uh frankly I don't think it's gonna end like that another side discussion I want to mention is I don't think uh i I, I don't think uh I don't think the sanctions are going to, they're going to help matters either. I, I know it, i know we feel like we're doing something by cutting off, his, you know, Russia's, uh, from exporting oil to us or whatever, but Russia's just going to figure out other ways to get around that eventually. So, I mean, it's going to hurt them right now, but eventually they'll, they'll figure it out, you know, and, uh, so... I'm just saying, this is not going to... The way things are working right now, I don't think it's going to end well for us. So, it may be that Putin's going to want more more of uh, Ukraine than uh, what he has in uh, the Crimea. And I have a feeling that those two provinces that, he's, that with the Russian uh, separatists, those are probably going to be uh, colonized by Russia as well. So... Just don't be surprised. And whenever a topic I want to bring up, the gas prices are going up, and and the both sides of the aisle are obviously using it to justify why we need to use do this, do energy independence, but they are doing it in different ways. Like the Republicans are saying, we need to get, you know, drill for more more oil uh, domestically. You know, uh, produce our own oil domestically. While well, the Democrats are using this to... Uh, they're using it to uh, justify their... their our, To have us rely on renewable energies, such as uh, electric vehicles. So, I don't... And and I just wonder if that's going to, the higher gas prices, that's going to eventually force us to drill for more oil like we were under President Trump. So, but the the simple fact of the matter is we need to view the Russian, the Russia Ukraine conflict from the perspective of Russia and the US, of uh, the two empires. And and uh, you know the simple fact of the matter is NATO was, uh, you know, they are primarily funded by the U.S. You know, even back as far as 2008, when NATO wanted Russia wanted Ukraine and Georgia to uh, join, to join. Russia invaded Georgia. So that's the simple fact of the matter. You know, we we need to we we uh, need to get rid of we. I, I think we need to disband NATO, but more important, we we need to acknowledge the fact Russia does not want Ukraine to join NATO, and that we need to recognize Ukraine as a sovereign country, and to have it as a like a neutral uh, neutral country between uh, Russia and uh, the uh, U.S. So I'm just saying, guys. Uh, you know, we we uh, need to view this a little differently. Anyway, uh that would do it for this episode. I I don't want to commit to when I'll do my next one right now. May not be until the baseball season gets resolved. Uh you know, as we know we're on strike. Uh well the owners have locked out the players, and uh, so uh, I don't think things have gotten resolved yet as of this recording, so anyway, uh, I, I hope you all have a great day and uh, we will uh, talk to you soon and uh, if you if you follow this podcast for the first time, be sure to subscribe to this podcast however, fo- however you listen to your podcast whether it's Apple or Spotify or Google podcast. So uh, that would do it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care and so on.